I find fun things to do and see And all that's on the scene From festivals to museums Knott's Berry Farm or Disneyland You can bet that Nick knows what's around So Cal this weekend is hopping With Nick Pagliocchini So tell us what's doing What should we go do and see This weekend is jumping With Nick Pagliocchini For now there is no plan So Nick, tell us all you can Hey, what's up? It's Nick Pagliocchini. It is Thursday, the 25th of January, 2024, the fourth installment of This Weekend with Nick Pagliocchini, the podcast, your fourth episode, and all sorts of things to get into uh, right off the bat for this week. So going to jump right into it, first and foremost, to talk about something that is a bit ongoing and uh, starting out and kind of showing some love for the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California. So Disneyland After Dark has already uh, embarked on some adventures this year. Sold out is the uh, Sweethearts Night, which is happening, already happened on the 23rd, happens tonight on the 25th, also the 30th of this month, and then next month it'll be the 1st, 6th, 8th, 12th, and 14th. Allegedly, according to the uh, Disneyland uh, Resort, it is completely sold out for this Disneyland After Dark Sweethearts Night event for all of those nights, but a little bit of an inside scoop if you happen to be over at the resort, every now and again they do have availability day of for an event. So that is a possibility, but what I can tell you is available right now is if you would like to attend Disneyland After Dark Disney Channel Night, which is celebrating all things uh, Disney Channel, TV shows and characters, a brand new celebration for all the iconic things, uh, predominantly from the 2000s. So if you're like me and you grew up with the 80s and 90s of the Disney Channel, uh, that's not exactly what's being celebrated. It's more for the uh, 2000s, and that's March 5th and 7th, and that is available for you to check out. My recommendation for you, if you have not been to Disneyland Park in a good amount of time, this is an opportunity for you to have walk-ons to all attractions. So even if you're not super into the Disney Channel night theming, if you just want to get into the park and hop on all the rides with very little wait times, uh, be able to enjoy the attractions and some very fun, unique character interactions, this is a perfect opportunity for you. Later this year, Disneyland After Dark Star Wars Night will be coming up in April. April the 16th, 18th, 23rd, 25th, and 30th. And then in May, surprisingly not on May the 4th, which is predominantly Star Wars Day. So a little unusual that Star Wars Night is not happening then, but May 2nd, 7th, and 9th. So uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, looks like 8 or 9 nights for a Star Wars night will be happening in April and May. And then one of my favorite events that started last year and seems to be very, very popular will be Disneyland After Dark Pride Night coming up in June for the 18th and 20th. I will very likely be there for both of those nights. So uh, if you happen to be headed out then, uh, by all means, join me. And if you uh, uh, want to uh, meet up or uh, looking to grab a snap or something else, by all means, slide into my DMs. Nick Polly O'Kinney and this weekend with Nick on Instagram is the easiest way to get a hold of me. But sticking around the uh, Disneyland Resort, but giving a little bit of history, it is Lunar New Year, or what will be Lunar New Year, coming up here very, very soon. Uh, it is the uh, celebration of the lunar calendar and officially the holiday runs for about three days but unofficially it's celebrated over the course of about two weeks or let's be real it's kind of pretty much late january through 
the middle and end of February, at least here in the U.S. Uh, and then the new moon closes the beginning of spring is when things really do wrap up. Uh, but Chinese New Year, as it has been known, is a centuries-old festival, and the holiday was born out of the myth of uh, Nian, which is the Chinese word for year, a beast that would appear every New Year's Eve and attack villagers, okay, legend has it, that to scare away the beast, the villagers would put up red banners and explode fireworks and bang drums. New Year traditions vary across Chinese communities, but most celebrations involve fireworks, family reunions and feasts, and paying respects to one's ancestors. So if you're familiar with Dia de Muertos from the Hispanic culture and uh, ofrendas and everything to that effect, this is kind of the Asian offering for that, predominantly Chinese, but you will see a lot of uh, East and Southeast Asian uh, cultures that are so, um, celebrating it, as well as Brunei, Indonesia, Laos, uh, Malaysia, North Korea, Singapore, South Korea, Vietnam. They all have festivals in and around the Lunar New Year. Why am I bringing that up? Well, the Disneyland Resort, specifically Disney California Adventure, has kicked off Lunar New Year. I was there on day one, which was back on Tuesday, just a couple of days ago, the 23rd of January, and it's amazing. The Lunar New Year event celebrates Chinese, Korean, and Vietnamese cultures uh, at Disney California Adventure Park at the Disneyland Resort. And that runs through February 18th every single day. Why is this an exciting thing? Well, it is a food festival as well. So uh, you have a Sip and Saver Pass, which saves you a few bucks and gives you some very interesting fusion cuisine, but also a little bit of a taste of uh, many, many cultures from around the Asian um, well, Asian continent, if you will. So, uh, again, running uh, now through the 18th of February will be the Lunar New Year celebration at Disney California Adventure Park. What I love is Lu, uh, Mulan's Lunar New Year procession, which happens several times throughout the day with special appearances as well by some popular Disney characters, including Mickey and Minnie, decked out in colorful attire, all red and gold, celebrating uh, the festive Lunar New Year. Also, if you're inside of Disney California Adventure and are sticking around for World of color. Hurry Home, a Lunar New Year celebration pre-show happens uh, before at least one of the performances. I think there's only one performance right now because of the colder weather, but you can check all the details out on the Disneyland app, and that'll give you further information. But there are some delicious offerings that are at the uh, different marketplaces throughout Disney California Adventure. Specifically, uh, specifically, this year is the Year of the Dragon, so Mushu from Mulan will be uh, making an appearance. Also, really fun and exciting if you're a fan of Turning Red, you will be able to meet some of the characters from that film. Uh, they are doing some new meet and greets, but there's some incredible artists that are performing um, Vocal Soul, New Tradition, which is an Orange County-based uh, progressive pop band. Also, Melody of China, Luna Lee. There's uh, Sugar Art. There's so many fun things that are happening at the Disneyland Resort, specifically Disney California Adventure, for you to check out. So that is a fantastic opportunity for you. Uh, but yeah, Lunar New Year, and I'll be covering a few more Lunar New Year events for you here on This Weekend with Nick uh, for you know things that are coming up now and running all the way into and through February, as I talked about, because the celebration doesn't just go for those three days um, that it usually it traditionally would. It really expands out, and I've got some last call and free 99 opportunities for you to enjoy some Lunar New Year festivities. But I want to pop over to Knott's Berry Farm in Buena Park starting this Saturday, the 27th, and running daily through February 25th. It's the Knott's Peanut Celebration. Knott's Berry Farm will kick off the season of fun, uh, seasons of fun, rather, and that's all the different special celebrations they have throughout the year with Knott's Peanut Celebration, a unique family event dedicated to celebrating the beloved Peanuts characters. So Snoopy, Charlie Brown, Lucy, Linus, um, if you, you know the gang. Uh, 
guests can step inside the pages of Charles M. Schultz comic strips as the Phoenix characters take over the entire park. So they're not just in Camp Snoopy. Now, what's interesting is right now, Camp Snoopy is going under a humongous rehabilitation. And hopefully we'll be reopening with some really amazing new attractions that we've talked about here on This Week of Nick uh, for Memorial Day weekend. So in a few months' time, hopefully some of those things will be coming back. What's exciting about this is Knott's Peanut Celebration does take over the entirety of Knott's Berry Farm. So you'll be able to enjoy some really special things going on with the Knott's characters across the park. So Snoopy's legendary rooftop concert takes place at Calico Mine Stage. Grab a spot for a concert sure to become a the stuff of legends. The Peanuts gang has teamed up with a fan family-friendly indie band, the Jelly of the Month Club for a high-energy spectacle. Uh, sure to have you dancing in the park. It's a good time. I've done it in years past. Also over at the Birdcage Theater, you've got Charlie Brown's Trivia Challenge, which is underway. That's a fun time. And Franklin, who is a character that joined the uh, Peanuts gang in 1968, uh, he'll be doing a meet and greet, a special one for you there. So he's another uh, not a uh, very farm character, but specifically a Peanuts character that you'll be able to meet up with. Also on the uh, Calico Mine stage, It's Your Life, Charlie Brown gets the surprise of his life on the game show, It's Your Life. Music, fun, surprise guests, including the world-famous Beagle. You know him as Snoopy. Uh, Peanuts Sketch School is kind of cool over at Birdcage Theater, an opportunity for you to learn how to do some drawing of the characters from Peanuts. Also, Pigpen's Pigpen. Pigpen's Pigpen, okay, is at a livery stable, and that's where you'll be able to meet some animal friends of Pigpen, the character from Peanuts. Peanuts Cowboy Jamboree takes place in Caligo Park. That's a lot of fun. And you'll also be able to enjoy some uh, special shows and food for the celebration itself. So that's really, really exciting. Uh, both of those are definitely higher ticket items. You can get more details about uh, admission to Disney California Adventure and uh, Disneyland Park, as well as Knott's Berry Farm at thisweekendwithnick.com or checking out the link in bio at Nick Pagliocchini or This Weekend with Nick on Instagram. Now, this week, I had the incredible opportunity to sit down with Jacqueline Menhivar, and she is a wonderfully talented and very unique lady who has quite the amazing background and really does some fun and unusual things for you to enjoy this weekend in and around the Southland. She's the event producer for Witches, Brew, and Midnight Souls Productions. Now, she, like me, is a born and bred Inland Empire kid, uh, the San Bernardino and Riverside County area. But definitely want to take and get to know her a little bit better and then have her fill you in on some of the amazingly fun things you can enjoy this weekend and also next month and coming out through the remainder of the year that, uh, well, I'll let her tell you. I'm from a Mexican-American household <laughs> and I was not allowed to do much. I get it. I understand. Um, honestly, I just grew up cooking with my grandmother and hanging out with my cousins and did not expect to have the career that I have now. <laughs> Which is pretty wild. So then you did that whole family experience. Family is yeah. very important to you. And we'll even talk about that in a little bit when it comes to your newest, newer ventures. Um, when you were going to maybe seek higher, higher education, mm -hmm. what were you thinking? Like when, where were you at and kind of who Jacqueline was at that time, oh, like you yeah. said? So I actually um, went to the Art Institute and I started for baking and pastry. Oh, okay. And realized I did not like people telling me what to do. I get that. I totally understand. And I switched over to animation. And okay. um, I wanted to create. And then, you know, having my family, I needed to put food on the table. And I went straight to work. So I left that behind, but not the love of creating. Which is good. Okay, so let me move this real quick. There we go. Nope, that's perfect. Um... 
So with that, you started out in pastry. Yeah. Didn't want to have a chef yelling at you. Mm -mm. Wanted to call your own shots. You moved into animation, which mm -hmm. was very interesting. And that's really impressive because obviously a different art form. Um, where did you end up? What education? How did you, how did that pursue? Like, how did that wrap up for you before um, moving into the workforce? No, definitely. I, um, I didn't get to complete it. Got it. I'll be honest. I didn't get to complete I'm it. I'm on my college dropout too. So I, I'm, 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 or not I, too, but I'm saying for me, I didn't complete my program. Yeah, so I, did I, it. I didn't get to complete it. I went to Subway to work and, you know, I became an assistant there and kind of slowly made my way out of there, made my way towards LA. There's so much more opportunity in sure. LA. And I commuted two hours to a startup. Uh, yeah. You start, well, no, let's, yeah, let's just sorry. keep going. With, no, 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 please. No, no, no. Let's go. What was that startup? Uh, that startup was Romeo Power, and they are now defunct. <laughs> Which is okay. But, um, but you yeah. followed your heart. You did the two-hour commute from the Inland Empire yeah. to L.A. County. And I actually really loved what they were doing. They were um, doing electrical. The, they were doing EVs, and they were also trying to end energy poverty. Um, and I know they partnered up with quite a few different organizations where they were providing power to underdeveloped countries. Okay. And yeah, I started there and I was an assistant there and I planned a lot of parties and that kind of led into what I do now. But before we venture into that, you did have one unique thing in your business and you also did some planning for this, but you worked for what company before you delved really into this? So I worked for Romeo Power, but they were all executives coming from Tesla. They were all coming from Tesla. They were all coming Apple, they're all f very friendly with um, someone. <laughs> someone that we <laughs> someone all know. We all know. Who may be very passionate about certain cars <laughs> and a certain high-speed rail situation yeah. in, in Vegas. Anyway, um, so you really went down that startup and the tech route, yeah. even though you were specifically doing it in more of a support role yeah. and using your skills as an artist to be able to create those events and really pull things together. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now let's venture into, oh, by the way, random, totally. How did you meet your husband? Because I know he's a, bar, a part of this as well. Uh, yeah. So I met my husband when we were 14 and 15 years old at a backyard um, heavy metal show. Great. That he okay. was performing at. Oh, so yeah. you, oh. It was called Trainwreck. <laughs> oh, and you guys are not a train wreck, but you were definitely here with the guy in the band. I'm here with the bands. That's cute. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So you sure. met as teenagers. And then coincidentally, you also ended up working for the same company, correct? Yeah. So you're working there, you're commuting to LA, but as we've discussed and kind of trying to blow through a lot of things, again, going back to specifically the pastry, I think is the best thing for you. <laughs> you didn't want to work for somebody else. Yeah, you really want wanted somebody. to work for yourself and you wanted to create something unique and special for you and for your family yeah. in that aspect, something that exactly. really spoke to you. So now let's talk about what you are doing and have been doing for a good number of years now. So 2019, is that about the ball target is when things yeah. started. So take me back to 2019 before the pandemic and when you really started leaning into some really fun and unique things. Yeah, so September 29th of 2019, we hosted our first Witches Brew Magical Marketplace and Brewfest. What it was is a spooky marketplace that you have your vendors. We had photo ops. Um, and for being our first event, for us being like not known at all, we had a ton of sponsors that helped us out. So I had Tilly's. That's <laughs> great. Okay. In Tilly's. We had K Rock come down. 
um, On Point Pomade by Maddie Mullins of Memphis Mayfire. I just reached out to anyone that I could in, or people that I looked up to, businesses that I wanted involved, and so and you know they're pretty cool and you know they sponsored our first little event and we had over a thousand people that attended that first event over the course of i think it was a six hours first event ever yes, ever um yeah and then from there we we continued doing our, mar our markets we now have um markets in two major areas it being the OC in San Diego um, and we do a lot of different pop-ups in between um, and then aside from that we do our immersive side which are immersive speakeasies and cabaret shows and then bigger productions like masquerade balls okay so, so you've done witch's brew which is a market yeah you also have done immersive events yeah. and then the, again you said masquerade ball so let's talk about masquerade ball first and then we'll talk about kind of what's coming up for you for 2024 and with some of those immersive events so talk to me about the masquerade ball so um we did the macabre masquerade um in may of 2023 and it came back in october uh, macabre masquerade is an edgar Allan poe inspired well the first edition was it's um inspired by horror literature so our next one we're going to go to bram stoker's dracula um, but it is a masquerade, an immersive masquerade. Um, so you get there and not only is there, you know, entertainment of different forms from, you know, like music and burlesque, but there's immersive characters who are inspired by whatever um, piece of literature is on at that time. So for our very first one, we did the Raven. So we had a Raven coming out and reading poetry to you. We had... Um, an amazing magician, Micah Cover, who did a straight jacket escape while oh, reading wow. The Raven to you. Um, and we also utilize some elements of like, um, by having a Countess Prospero. Okay. Yeah, so Mask of the Red Death elements, and it's just a combination for even, that one even, of all things. But even so. with that one, you almost did a um, gender bend with the yes, Countess it versus, versus the Count, which I think is amazing. And really made it your own. And that took place where? That was that was at the Globe Theater. In down in San... Yes. So, um, which is a very big venue, comparatively, oh, yeah. comparatively oh, yeah. to everything else. And then, as you said, you have one that will be coming up that will be... Yeah, that one will be a Dracula thing. Which is very exciting. Um, now, let's talk about... That's a bigger event that you've done. So, you've done yeah. Witch's Brew. And Witch's Brew continues with these night markets throughout yeah. the year throughout the area you have some that are coming up correct you have some of the for a celebration of halloween yes so down in san diego you'll have one coming up the third and fourth of february yes, correct? correct okay so there's that one and that is at where society brewing um claremont mesa location got it and then you have another one the following weekend or two weekends later yeah the following weekend in um santa Ana, downtown santa Ana, by the den cafe okay so then in orange county so you've got that and then the masquerade ball with the um, vampire theme is later this year, correct? Yeah, later this year. We're still working out the details on that one, but that okay. one will definitely be, I believe, in the fall. Okay, that's something to look forward to. But something that you can, outside of the two Witches Brews events that are going on in San Diego and Orange County, what is something, and this is the more exciting thing for you that's coming up, and we've done this. I've, I was very lucky to have attended uh, this Christmas uh, version, but we have a Halloween inspired, I'm sorry, a uh, Valentine's Day inspired version yes. that's coming up now. So talk to us about, or talk to me about 
um, what that is and what that immersive theater element and really amazing speakeasy that you have. Oh, yeah, definitely. So we have Sinister Saloon. And Sinister Saloon is a choose-your-own-adventure, as we spoke earlier, style of um, immersive spookeasy. So it's combining oh, spookeasy. I love spookeasy. the theme. That's cute. That's very hashtagable. I get it's, it. It's combining... Um, Light elements of, of horror and ghost stories with cocktails and photo ops and a cabaret show. And it is all of the beautiful things that exist in my convoluted mind in one. No, I think that's great. <laughs> in one experience. And it's very much a sandbox style experience. So um, I know explain, the explain that we have. You and I know what sandbox means, but yeah. explain what sandbox means. Just because I know a lot of people may not be familiar yeah. with that term. So sandbox style for, for me specifically is um, no matter the level of interaction that someone might want to have, you there's a, an experience that's available to everyone and it really depends on how much you want to be involved in it. So you can choose to like I mentioned before, observe, you know, get there, watch the show. A have bit more drinks. of a wallflower, right? Um, or you can go and interact with the characters and um, experience, you know, the side stories that go on um, or the overarching storyline and get invited to, you know, other areas that aren't directly visible, you know, secret rooms and secret games. Um, if you want a you know, a higher level of experience. And that's right. available to everyone um, if you're willing to partake in the game. Which I think is something that's very special. And then also for Sinister Saloon, it's based at um, Sassafras Saloon, which is in Hollywood, which is a very, very unique place. And I use the term unique often, but this, you literally would have no idea that there's a two-story Western town saloon anywhere inside of a building in Hollywood. And that's literally... Having experienced it myself, that is so unique just to walk in and see the expansiveness and be able to see the bar and, you know, you can mosey on up to the bar like a cowpoke <laughs> kind of thing, you know, not to be too cliche. But then you literally have almost an entire brothel set up that you have where you can have the second story and it goes beautifully with burlesque, which you have some incredible performers from around the Southland who um, ha participate in your events but also even to have local vendors there. So taking a little bit of Witch's Brew and bringing mm -hmm. it into this immersive experience and having some themed treats and some themed goodies, um, delicious cocktails available, but then also, like your reference, being able to be kind of whisked away to a different world. And I think that's what is surprising to me because you're coming off of a major street in Hollywood and you're walking into the Old West. And it is so special and so unique just in and of itself with that, to the point that even as you walk in immediately to the right, there's this beautiful, immense mantle or a massive or immense mantle with a fireplace. And you have it's such a unique space that way for the holidays, it was set up with a Krampus theme. So obviously the holidays and a little bit of, you know, uh, Santa's more nefarious sidekick, if you will. <laughs> um, but it was amazing and it really was unique and special. And as you said, you're able to pick your own adventure and play in that sandbox how you so choose. If you want to not get your hands dirty, you don't have to. And I say, I was whisked away to a second floor, hidden room for a very intimate uh, close-up magic performance from one of the players. And then as the night progressed, because of that experience, then all the actors, all of the participants knew who I was, 
So little by little as the night unfolded, it was as if we were friends and family and known mm -hmm. each other for years. So I became a fabric of that night's event, which I think, and that will happen for each and every one of these in a very yeah. different way. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's exciting. So with that, what can we kind of expect? Maybe a little teaser of what's coming up with your Valentine's iteration, but we've also talked about a couple of other ones that are coming up. So give yeah. us a little preview of what is to come for things that may be happening with Sinister Saloon. Absolutely. So for January, we are doing our Old Western continuation. And then for the month of February, that is where we're going to the sexier side of the Sassafras and playing more into the Sassafras and their roots and like New Orleans, because I okay. know their uh, sassafras has a lot of inspiration by the French Quarter. Okay. And their normal menu is, uh, you know, their drinks, their Bayou-inspired drinks, and we want to play into that. It's such a beautiful space that's, it's so versatile for being Western. There's also elements of, like, you know, like you feel you're on Bourbon Street. Um, so we are bringing, it's called Le Petit Mart. Okay. <laughs> the Little Death. Um, and that is our vampire themed show. So, um, French Quarter vampires, still brothel vibes, uh, drinks inspired by New Orleans and a whole new show. Which is very exciting. And even if you have attended one of these events previously, while you may recognize some of the cast members, they'll have a brand new character that they'll be bringing to the show. They'll have a brand new storyline. Yes. And that is what's even more exciting because these incredible actors who really are important and integral to the operation and to the experience really get to build out a character. And I think that's something that's special that you and your husband and your you know production team have come up with is you really give a place for not just us as guests to come in and play. You've given your actors and your performers a lot of leeway to be able to really create and you know where you give them a basis you're able to really develop that out yeah and that's one of my favorite parts we have um i don't know if you had a chance to meet rosalind um uh but she has she, we might have seen her roaming looking for her husband robert yes, yes. and rosalind has a storyline that's progressed over over three events and each time she brings more props and you know ways to change her storyline so i love that it it gives them the chance to kind of explore their character and add on to it in their own way. I, plus regulars yeah, that come to regulars. the events yes. <laughs> get to know Rosalind and then are looking forward to the newest iteration yeah, of what's absolutely. coming on with her story, which is great. What do you, let's talk a little bit about um, what's happened in um, San Diego. Cause we talked a little bit about some fun things yes. that you've done down there. And this doesn't mean that this will be coming, but these are things that could be coming in the future. What do you, um, give us a little bit more of what you have done and uh, some of the events that you've experienced. Yeah, absolutely. So what we did in San Diego originally is we took over the Hunted Cosmopolitan Hotel um, in Old Town San Diego. And we transformed that space um, along with our friends at Scare Ventures. They built out a full haunt walkthrough for us. And we did a dinner and cabaret show um that was centered around the Old West. And you were at this big Fandango party. Um, and the, you know, it was called the Ghost of the Past and the Ghosts Come Alive. And I, I would say that's what really inspired Sinister Saloon. And we're hoping to go back to our roots and bring that back in the future, maybe in a, in a larger scale. Which I think is amazing. And if you've not been to Old Town San Diego just in general and been able to visit the Waverly House, which is not related to this, but it's a beautiful historical home that has its own haunts, if you will. This is something that really was able to add to and augment that. And there's so much you can do in and around Southern California to enjoy your weekend. So 
Uh, with all of that, tell me dreams and aspirations or hopes for the future for where either Witch's Brew is going or what, what are things that you would love to do? I would love to have, um, my biggest thing, I, I would love to have a space where we can build out like these worlds okay. for longer you know, periods of time so that we could focus more on the immersion and, you know, customizing facades that really, you know, transform. Because what we do right now, we kind of drop in, you know, that day of and, you know, we bring our characters and we make it as immersive as we can. But being able to create your own world and, and design that is something that I really want to do. So having like a home base where I could um, create those experiences and, you know, really do the things that we want to do creatively, right. uh, being able to modify structures like obviously right. that's that's where we where we're at we really want to create long-lasting experiences which and, i think is a really yeah. good opportunity and i think between you and your husband and even your daughter oh who's, who's also heavily involved as well um this really is a passion project for it seems yeah. all of you and it really is something that you are excited about and you continue to be excited about in your experience if someone were wanting to get into immersive mm -hmm. If someone were wanting to get into putting together a small market, mm -hmm. what are some hints or some things that you, both positive or negative, some of the things that maybe surprise you in a positive way, but also some like words of wisdom that you can yeah. give to somebody that wants to get into that? So something that I, I, I am still learning is you may have to compromise because, you know, your vision might not come to life in the way that you see it. You keep building on it, but also don't diminish the value of what you're putting together. And that's, that's where I, I've struggled in trying to find the right price point that brings the experience that I want to bring. Okay. Because if you don't believe in yourself and your production, um, that's going to come across, you know, in trying to, to market an event at a $20 price point and you want everyone to be able to engage in it and you don't want to price anybody out. But the quality will sometimes diminish. And that's one thing for me that um, I struggled with and I'm now coming to terms with is like, um, you can only compromise so much before it kind of not destroys your art, but it doesn't let it come across in an authentic way that you want it sure. to. That, yeah, aside from that, I would say, um, you know, network and, and build and uh, build connections and partner up with people. That's what we did for the majority of you know, when we started partnered up with breweries and, and partnered up with, um, you know, hot creators that helped bring those experiences to life for us. Um, even in these past ones that we did, Sinister Saloon, Scare Ventures. We right. also worked with in San Diego. They came out and they handled decor and uh, they played to their strengths and I played to mine. And it really, really um, came across in these two events. Which I think is great. And I think those are really helpful points of being able to compromise, but not compromising too much, and more so compromising what's going to be best for the product, as mm -hmm. opposed to compromising your ideals, and yeah. definitely not compromising your morals and ethics Absolutely. in and around <laughs> what it is, and also trying to find the right balance of where you will easiest or most easily um, be able to really, as you said, put your you know, heart and soul into mm -hmm. it and be proud of what you're putting out there. But I think the thing that I've enjoyed when we've talked is you specifically didn't give up and you continue to find different ways. And that's why you have such a hustle. You've got the different ventures that are going on. So um, 
give us all of the details of where we can find out about the events that are coming up. Also, um, where we can find you on social media, any way that we can uh, learn more about any of the events. Awesome. So I would say the Witches Brew is anything market related. So the Witches Brew on Instagram, anything market related. And we also put out some of the different um, pop-ups that might not be in the market. Um, and then Sinister Saloon has its own page now. It's at Sinister Saloon on Instagram. And that will pretty much have any of our immersive speakeasies through that. So that will have its own dedicated page because um, it's grown, it's grown very, very big, and we want it to have its own space so that we could keep that level of immersion and in-world right. promotion. Which I think is great. And all of the links that Jacqueline talked about, you can find at this weekend with Nick or Nick Pagliocchini as well on Instagram. You also can go to thisweekendwithnick.com for more details, get a little bit more insight. When tickets become available for even maybe the masquerade later in the year, I'll be able to have uh, the information for you there. Jacqueline, thank you so much for sitting down. I appreciate it greatly. And uh, we look forward to seeing you out and about this weekend. Coming out of that great interview with Jacqueline Menhivar, uh, event producer of Witches Brew and Midnight Souls Production, I do want to address something. I've gotten a couple of DMs recently via Instagram, Nick Pagliocchini, and this week with Nick. Also, a couple of messages uh, via the website, thisweekendwithnick.com, asking why am I focusing so much time, energy, and effort on Halloween, horror, and haunts, as well as things that go bump in the night and spooky, yuki activities year-round and not just relegating it to the fall season. Well, I was born on Halloween, October 31st. Yeah, that's my birthday. But the reason is that folks are reaching out and recommending these events via DMs on Instagram or social media and also by shooting me an email, uh, contacting me via thisweekendwithnick.com. Uh, so that's the whole point of This Weekend with Nick. I'm here to uh, tell you about the fun things I enjoy doing, but also tell you about the things that you enjoy doing or people that are listening to the podcast enjoy doing and then passing those details along to you. So the haunt community, the horror community and the Halloween community, they're very, very loyal and they have many amazing events that happen in and throughout the year. And that's why I like passing them along to you. So if you want to hear something other than the spooky ooky, the Halloween, the horror, the haunt, uh, something else that's going on in and around the Southland or even beyond, be sure to message me. Uh, DMs are open. Nick Paul. Okini and this weekend with Nick on Instagram. Also, you can reach me uh, via thisweekendwithnick.com and just shoot me an email if that's easier for you. Uh, talking about some of those events, though, that we covered with Jacqueline that are coming up this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the 26th through the 28th in the heart of Hollywood at the Sassafras Saloon. You can visit Sinister Saloon Lost Souls. That is the Western-inspired uh, speakeasy and burlesque show that will be there next month, as uh, Jacqueline and I talked about. Uh, Sinister Saloon Le Petite Mort, or or uh, the A Little Death, which is a kind of in celebration of Valentine's Day. And also, uh, All Things Nolens is going to be happening Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the 23rd through the 25th of February. Also, what I'm excited about in Orange County at Heritage Museum, uh, March 16th, it looks like The Wicked of Oz will be happening as a fun pop-up event. And then in May, you will be able to check out Carnival de la Lune. I saw that and enjoyed it last year. I have a lot of friends that participate in that event. That'll be happening in May the 25th and the 26th. Now, if you're looking for something a little different, or maybe you're in San Diego this, uh, well, next weekend, um, or the beginning of February, 
February. We'll say that anyway. That first weekend of February, Society Brewing is where you can check out one of the uh, Witches Brew events that's coming up. Also, some that are coming to Orange County in the LA County area. Anyway, lots of things going on. We'll definitely keep you updated on that. But it is now everyone's favorite time of the show. And that is moving on into Last Call and Free 99. Here we go. So I got plenty to tell you about for Free 99 and Last Call this weekend. So starting out in downtown L.A., Uncorked L.A., uh, this Saturday, the 27th, from 5 to 9 p.m. at Union Station, it is a... Uh, well, the 8th Annual Uncorked L.A. Wine Festival, where you can enjoy over 150 wines and bubbly drinks from across, well, bubbles, let's say champagne, champagne, sparkling wine from across the globe, plus some outside-the-bottle options, including some hard seltzers, canned cocktails, live music, two DJs, food trucks, and more. Uh, two sessions for the event, an early admission at $80 is at 5 p.m. this Saturday, and it includes an extra hour of tasting with some bonus selections from certain wineries and a smaller group of uh, folks that will be there with you. Now, if you want to go GA and save a few bucks, $65, and that's at 6 p.m., and the event itself ends at 9 p.m. Both tickets include all wine tasting and food uh, sold separately. So it uh, looks like the wine tastings are included. The food is an extra charge. Event obviously kind of goes without saying, I would hope, is 21 and over only. And uh, you can uh, bring your friends and enjoy this iconic L.A. Wine Festival experience. Now, uh, Uncorked L.A. does benefit the nonprofit A Kid Again, which curates special experiences for kids with life-threatening illnesses in their families. For more information, visit this weekend with nick.com. Uh, or you can go to uncorkedwinefestivals.com. Uh, and again, remember, it's 21 and over on that event. Now, staying in the LA County area, but keeping things a little less expensive, uh, you can head to one of my favorite places I've talked about many times here. Look forward to uh, working with them moving forward with this weekend with Nick. But uh, the South Coast Botanic Garden, which is in the South Bay, so that's going to be Rolling Hills uh, States adjacent, um, going to be uh, dog walking hours, which happen, which will be uh, this Sunday, the 28th, uh, from, uh, well, looks like uh, during the hours of operation for the uh, uh, the Botanic Garden on Sunday. Now, granted, the weather may be a little bit rough this weekend, maybe a little chilly, so you may want to bundle up. But anyway, this is a great opportunity, I believe, and I'll follow up as time goes by. It happens on a monthly basis. But you'll be able to take your dog into the South Coast Botanic Garden. This is where Thomas Danbo Trolls was. This is where you've been able to enjoy um, other things like um, Astralumina and um, any other events. Again, the South Bay is one of my favorite places to visit, and you can uh, bring your dog out. So uh, if you happen to be a member of the South Coast Botanic Garden, I highly recommend it. That is definitely one of those things that gives back to you throughout the year. It's free. If you want to come as a general admission guest, it's $15 for adults, $11 for seniors, $5 for kids, and all pups are 5 bucks. Uh, so you can grab the leash and your fur babies and head to the garden during their special dog walking hours. Uh, you're invited to bring your four-legged friends to the garden for a stroll throughout the 87 acres. It's amazing. If you have not been there, it's definitely well worth checking out. And the funny part is I'm looking at their website and I'm not clearly seeing those dog walking hours. So I will definitely be sure to update you on that uh, via This Weekend with Nick and Nick Pagliocchini. 
on Instagram. Also, uh, this weekend with Nick.com. I'll make sure to put the uh, hours of operation in the show notes to make things a little easier for you. Now, uh, sticking with the pups, uh, stand up for pups on the uh, 26th, which is actually tomorrow night, a Friday. You can head over to the Annenberg Pet Space, and that's going to be uh, over in the. Um, uh, Marina del Rey area or the, uh, yeah, uh, well, yeah, Wallace Annenberg Pet Space. It's kind of uh, Marina del Rey, I guess, is the closest thing to say. But anyway, this is happening tomorrow night, 21 and over. And it is uh, jokes are back at the Wallace Annenberg Pet Space with can't even comedy stand up for pups. Laugh till you cry with your four legged best friend by your side. Can't even comedy is bringing the best of the best comedians to pet space for this hilarious night. All for a good cause. So it looks like at least four comedians will be featured. Uh, there'll be a host and also a DJ. Individual seating and tables are available to book. All tickets do include two drinks, and a portion of each ticket sales goes toward Pet Space Extraordinary Care Fund uh, to help support the animals. Uh, $25 is general admission, $40 table seating, assigned a table seating, four seats at a table. All seats uh, at the table will be sold. Um, it's a perfect opportunity to laugh with new friends or bring some friends along with you. Looks like uh, they'll have a food truck on site. Food service begins at 6.30, runs until 8.45. Uh, again, it is a dog-friendly event, strongly recommended for audiences 18 and over. But it looks like it's 21 and over. So anyway, <laughs> looks like even that's a bit funny. Again, I'll have the details for you uh, online, uh, but that will be uh, tomorrow, Friday the 26th from 7 until 9 for the comedy portion. Food is being served up uh, starting at 6.30. As you're making your way into and through the San Gabriel Valley this weekend, uh, back to Lunar New Year activities that are underway. So Lunar New Year Festival will be happening in downtown Monterey Park uh, both Saturday and Sunday, uh, being put on by the city of Monterey Park and event producer World Journal. Uh, food vendors, entertainment, and merchants will be there celebrating the arrival of the Year of the Dragon Monterey Park. Hours on Saturday from 10 a.m. until 9 p.m. Sunday, it'll be from 10 to 7. This is a free 99 event for you. Entertainment, food, family activities, and vendors happening in downtown Monterey Park along Garvey Avenue between Garfield and Alhambra Avenue. And uh, it's a lot of fun. They'll have unique gifts and specialty foods that are available for you that are themed specifically to uh, Lunar New Year and the Year of the Dragon. Also, traditional New Year lion and dragon dancers will be kicking off the festival on a Saturday morning. Various types of entertainment will be featured both days. Carnival Fun Zones will be featured uh, in parking lots near the corner of Garvey and Lincoln Avenue. And uh, yeah, it's a good time. It's a really good opportunity to get out and meet folks in and around the SGV, San Gabriel Valley. And uh, also free parking and a shuttle bus service will be happening round trip pickup and drop off shuttle service both uh, Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. You can go to Barnes Park in Monterey Park. You can go to the Mark Keppel High School in Alhambra, uh, Repetto Elementary School in Monterey Park and Inez Elementary School in Monterey Park. So those are opportunities. Also, um, there'll be a few street, uh, street closures rather in effect. I'll be sure to post that this weekend with Nick, Nick Pagliocchini on Instagram and this weekend with Nick.com heading into the OC. Brick Convention Lego Fan Event will be happening this weekend, both Saturday the 27th and Sunday the 28th. Now, uh, the Brick Convention is filled with interactive, creative, and educational activities for the whole family. You can join them for hands-on educational fun, building zones, dozens of large-scale and miniature Lego models and displays, professional Lego artists or Lego masters will be on site, and vendors selling anything and everything Lego and beyond. GA admission is $15 online or $18 at the door and parking at the OC Fair and Event Center. 
is $12. You can uh, check out sessions happening on Saturday. There's three sessions um, starting as early as 8.30 in the morning and running as late as 6 p.m. in the evening. On Sunday, just two sessions from starting uh, the first one at 11.30 in the morning and the second session wraps up around 6 p.m. So that's a great opportunity for you to get out and about in Orange County. Also, uh, looks like it's another event happening at the Garden Walk in Anaheim, STC Garden Walk, uh, celebrating Lantern Festival at Garden Walk. So Lunar New Year celebration will happen on Sunday. Uh, looks like that will be on Sunday the 28th. You'll be able from 2 until 9 p.m. be able to uh, ring in the Lunar New Year. Uh, so looks like that maybe, yeah, it looks like that's going to be going underway for you. And also uh, Lunar New Year activities happening in the Inland Empire. So you can head out to Riverside for uh, the Lunar Festival, uh, which happens annually and will be uh, happening in a celebration of the Year of the Dragon, uh, the fifth of 12 Zodiacs. The dragon is the most revered of all the Zodiacs. In the past, emperors were seen as the reincarnation of dragons. And you're a dragon if you're born in 1964, 1976, 1988, or the year 2000. So you can head out to downtown Riverside on Mission Inn Avenue, and you'll, they'll be celebrating uh, the largest festival of the Asian community in the Inland Empire, uh, where you can enjoy some delicious food, local pop-ups, also uh, shop to arts content from local artists and small business owners. Definitely support small business and enjoy cultural performances from the community. The event is free 99 to attend, uh, but you can um, log on to... Uh, panaanaevents.com to get more details um, and also to go ahead and RSVP. That's more what they're looking for to let uh, kind of get a general idea of what's going on. So even though you'll be getting an Eventbrite ticket, it is free 99 to attend. Saturday happening from 11 to 11 a.m. until 8 p.m. Sunday from 11 a.m. until 7 p.m. And again, that's in downtown Riverside along Mission Inn Avenue. Uh, also, bouncing real quick back over to Orange County for uh, something going down in the city of Lake Forest. Snowfest will be happening this Saturday, uh, the 27th, starting at 1030 in the morning. You can slide into the new year. Well, we're well into it anyway. But uh, for Snowfest uh, on the 27th, Saturday, bring your friends and family to enjoy snow games and a sled ride down Mount Pittsford. The event starts at 1030 a.m., offers three sessions for families. Session one starts at 1030 in the morning. Session three wraps up at 2.45 in the uh, afternoon. Uh, wristbands are $10 for residents of Lake Forest and $15 for non-residents. All sledders must have a wristband and a completed waiver to go down Mount Pittsford. And wristbands can only be purchased at the Lake Forest Sports Park and Recreation Center where the event will be happening. Well, it's actually at Pittsford Park, um, but that'll be you know where it's happening and going on for you. So again, more details can be found this week on Nick, Nick Pagliokini on Instagram and this week on Nick.com. If you're making your way through the Inland Empire once again, Old West Days will be underway on a Saturday, the 27th from 11 a.m. till 4 p.m. And this is going to be happening for you uh, at the um, Victor Valley Museum up in Apple Valley. So you got to go up the hill out of the Inland Empire, heading more toward the high desert. Uh, yeehaw, Saddle Up Partners, it's time to round up your family and take a journey into the Wild West. Unleash your inner pioneer. Old West Days are back for rootin' tootin' good time at the Victor Valley Museum again this Saturday, the 27th. Uh, weekend kicks off at 11 a.m. Uh, classic card games, live music, tasty treats, frontier arts and crafts and historical demonstrations will be there. Museum galleries will be open during the event and regular admission applies for the event or going into the uh, uh, museum itself. So you can get details about that uh, for uh, looks like um, uh, Victor Valley Museum. Uh, we'll have more details for you there. 
Also, heading down to uh, San Diego really quick before we wrap up this installment of This Weekend with Nick uh, with Free 99, the last call. Santee, uh, San Diego. So Santee in the San Diego County area. Um, City of Santee Discovery Day happening this Saturday, the 27th from 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. at the Walker Preserve. You can head down for a day of a natural exploration. Uh, in one of Santee's family-friendly fam- trails. There'll be food vendors there, nature exploration booths, opportunity drawings, a rock wall, and more. Uh, January is Santee Discovery Month, and uh, the city of Santee is encouraging everyone to check out the amazing trails in Santee. You can visit uh, cityofsantee.gov to get more details, or as always, thisweekendwithnick.com, thisweekendwithnick, or Nick Pagliocchini on Instagram. And that wraps it up for this installment of This Weekend with Nick Pagliocchini. Thank you once again for tuning in, picking up the episode, downloading it wherever you consume podcasts, and also following on social media. And as already talked about on this episode and previous ones, if there's something that's going on in your neck of the woods that you'd like to make sure that people get to enjoy be sure to send me a message because I would love to head out, meet some of you, and be able to share some of those amazing activities in and around the Southland with you uh, and your fellow listeners this weekend.